Hey, good morning, everybody, and happy Wednesday to you. It is October the 14th. So glad to see everybody this morning. Uh, we are continuing to work our way through the Gospel of Mark. We've reached the midpoint, basically, of chapter 9. We're going to pick up in verse 33. As a reminder, yesterday we talked about the kind of cluelessness of the disciples, how they were uh, confused about Jesus talking about his death and resurrection. Well, they're going to be even more clueless here in this passage. Uh, it's one that I think many of you know well, so let's listen to it. This is Mark 9, verses 33 through 37. Let's listen for God's word. When they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent. For on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said to them, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, a couple things about this passage that I think would be worthy of our reflection today. First is this idea of who will be greatest. This is clearly contrary to much of the teachings of Scripture, this idea that we would worry about our prestige or power in God's kingdom. But if we distill it a little bit more, we can see something that we do relate to quite well. The idea that we enter into our life of faith with this question in mind. What's in it for me? When we think about faith through that prism of what's in it for me, it creates a wildly different experience of our relationship with Jesus over the course of our lives than if we enter into it with the mindset of what may I do to forward God's kingdom. Those are two fundamentally different worldviews. What's in it for me orients our faith only back to ourselves, whereas when we orient towards God's kingdom, this pulls us away from ourselves, away from our base desires, away from our circumstances, and towards a life that is slowly but surely transformed and changed throughout our days. We can relate to this in the way that Jesus talks about humility, by pulling a little child into the conversation. Now, you have been, may have been raised in an era where you can relate to what it was like to be a child in those days. If you've ever heard the phrase, children should be seen, not heard, you can multiply that by 10 for children in Jesus' age. Children at that time, while loved by their parents, just as children are today, were not welcomed to contribute to conversations or to adult life. They were to be raised, and then as soon as they were raised to working age, they were to work, and they were to be obedient to their parents, and they were to keep their mouths quiet. So when Jesus pulls a child into the midst of this conversation, he's turning it upside down by elevating the status of that child and holding the child up as a model for the disciples. There's a reason that a child is sitting there when he says, whoever wants to be greatest should be a servant of all. This idea of humbling ourselves, of seeking to serve others as a manifestation of our faith, runs directly contrary to that question that so many of us ask about our lives of faith, what's in it for me? So today, ponder this idea, and let me read the verse to you again. Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. No matter what your circumstances today, I would invite you to ponder that question. Ponder it 
think about how you might live it out, how you might embody that idea of being servant of all, last of all. Humility, service, sacrifice, bearing our cross, working for God's kingdom. These are the core values and tenets of our faith. So while the disciples were busy arguing about what was in it for them, Jesus taught them about the true nature of belief. Let's pray. Holy God, on this day, we give you thanks for what you have done for us, for the ways in which you have challenged us. This day, we pray especially for those who are affected by COVID-19. We pray for those who are sick, and we give thanks for those who have recovered. We mourn those who have been lost. We pray also for the, those suffering from the economic devastation wrought by this disease. We pray that they would have hope and support in their communities. O oh Lord, on this day, teach us once more what it means to follow you, clear our hearts and minds of selfish thoughts, and let us enter into acts of selfless love and obedience through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Okay, that's our stress to the nines for this morning. Tasha will see you tonight, and I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, peace. Good morning, and welcome to this edition of Stress to the Nines from First Presbyterian Church. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Stress to the Nines. You can enjoy Stress to the Nines live on the church's Facebook page at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. six days a week, or continue listening on your favorite podcast platform. Until we meet again, peace. Peace.